Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. Today we will be looking at singing praises to God. Yes, music. That ever so often painful, agonizing topic that so many people have the hardest time coming to terms with. And it's a topic that is so tragically divisive. And it's divisive enough that it causes some churches to tragically suffer irreparable divisions. With that, let's take a look at the musical controversy we have lobbed into worship and in God's face and what God's Word says about music and the incredible impact it does have on our lives and in worship and why it should be something every believer takes seriously. So we will begin this study of God's Word with Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Right away, we see this passage telling us that the word of Christ, the word of God, needs to dwell in us and richly in order that we may bear an abundance of godly fruit so that we can be of value to everyone all the time, and in this case, through music. We see as well in this passage that teaching the Word of God is done just as much through music as the message. And this ties perfectly into last week's topic, God Talk, on telling others about Christ and the importance of keeping God's Word in you, not on you. This also ties into the topic on the baby Christian, because if we are not mature and on solid food, we are incapable of bearing mature fruit that is good for teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. And finally, this goes back to our topic on risk and faith. Are you willing to trust on faith in God and then take the risk of growing to bear fruit for the world? Again, in this case, spreading the word of God through edifying music. And what is God edifying music? God honoring music? It is music based on scripture, the word of God, no more, no less. Now let's dig in and see how singing praises to God benefits and instructs and teaches just as much as any other part of worship. As we are already seeing, singing is very important in the life of a Christian and in the life of a church. It is our time, the congregation's time, to profess God's word to each other through song. And the deeper and more mature our relationship is with God and his word, the more profound our profession will be, not only to everyone around, but to ourselves as we sing and recite our praise to God and each other in worship. And I believe that too often we are not properly taught that we do not go to church to do specific things in our time of worship, like sing or take communion or tithe, because we are told to do so and feel compelled to participate in it. Worship should never be robotic. Rather, we participate because we are as much a minister as the minister and as much a part of the service as those presiding over it. We have already seen in our first passage from Colossians 3.16 that each of us are a vital and important part of proper worship to God and that no one part of a worship service is greater or lesser than the other. Yes, the music is as vital as the preaching and communion and tithing and liturgy. These are all acts of the whole and the completeness of worship. And isn't that incredible to know that we are to be a participant of worship? Unfortunately, all too often, the majority of those who attend church on Sunday morning don't often understand their role in the service. And churchgoers typically come to be entertained during one segment of the service, 
and lectured to in the following segment, and at its conclusion, depart until the following week. I hope at this point you are being encouraged and getting a good sense of what God desires of us in worship and specifically through singing praises to his name. And I hope this will give you new joy and meaning the next time you worship. At this point, we are going to look at a number of truly encouraging passages from God's word on our participation through music and what God wants of us. Let's look at Hebrews 2.12. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praises. Isn't this great? Here we are shown that we are a vital part of telling each other about our God, our Lord and Savior, with everyone around us. Doesn't that shed new light, joy, excitement, and hopefully passion on one of the reasons we go and worship together, and that to lift each other up in the name of the Lord? Again, Singing praises is our time to preach the word to each other. Remember, worship is an outward act, not an inward act. It's all about giving to God, not God giving to us. It is all about us praising and thanking God, not God thanking and praising us. In the next passage, we see we can also praise God through instrumental music, just like we do through singing. We see this in Psalm 150, verses 1 through 6. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. And we see here that instruments and our outward expression of worshipful music honors and glorifies God. This also tells us that musicians are a vital part of worship. And I believe these two passages from Hebrews and Psalms indicates musicians are deserving of recognition and should be a part of our thanksgiving to God for their abilities that support our worship together. And this now takes us to another point of how we are to honor God in music. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 through 32 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God. I think verse 32 of this passage is very profound in that if we do not do all things to the best of our ability to the honor and glory of God, we are warned by God that could cause others to stumble. And this includes everything we do in worship together, from music to teaching to singing. And I will keep hitting on this point because everyone is expected to give their best for God, not for themselves. Inasmuch, how often do we take for granted those musicians that practice for hours and prepare, not only for those listening, but for themselves to edify God in worship and serve others? Again, we see the preparation and time of musicians is no greater or less than those who teach the word in our time of worship. In addition to living out the word of God through music, we are also seeing that corporate worship is very important. As indicated by our passage so far, we are to sing praises to one another and proclaim scripture through music to each other. And without being together, we cannot properly worship and honor God. And verse 33 of this passage continues and says, For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. This too is a profound statement from Paul, in that when we do perform music and sing to one another through hymns and song and instruments, 
It cannot be for our edification, our purpose, our recognition in any way, shape, or form. Next, we see in Psalm 95, 1 through 2, Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Here again, notice carefully this passage indicates a gathering. Let us sing. Let us make a joyful noise. And concludes with rock of our salvation. This is directly telling us we need to be together throughout our lives to properly worship God. And the passage continues with instruction on how to come to God and that in thanksgiving. Next, we read in Psalm 149.3, Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. Here we see once again, let them, indicating a gathering of people. At this point, we clearly see that coming together to make music before the Lord is expected of us by God. But does that mean we cannot sing praises to God in private? in our own time of worship with him. And the following passage indicates there is a time for singing to God while one-on-one with him in worship. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Again, very clearly we see that if we are praying with our mind and singing with our mind, it is definitely not heard by anyone else but God and is a completely private time with God in worship. Can we worship God in private without being together? Absolutely. However, and this is a major however, we are called to worship together as well. Don't get stuck in your head and heart and believe you are doing enough for the Lord by yourself. Continuing, Psalm 104:33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. Another great indication that not only can we sing one-on-one with God, but we are to do this our whole lives. Isn't it true that we most often want to sing when we are happy? Isn't it often the case that we really get into music when we are in a good mood? Isn't it also true that when we are in a foul mood, even hearing great music can be irritating? Ever been in a bad mood and someone in the house starts singing? At least for me personally, and especially if the person singing is the one I'm upset with, that absolutely gets under my skin in a bad kind of way. I believe we get a glimpse of that here in this passage from Proverbs 25:20. Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. And James 5.13 states, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. And this week I was speaking with someone about this passage, and they made a very astute observation of this passage from James 5.13. Is it not very clear that if we are miserable or suffering during a time of worship, it is okay not to sing, but to spend time in prayer? And if you are suffering for whatever reason, are you even prepared to be singing the word of God to others and ministering to them? Are you in the right frame of mind to worship? Consider the next time you feel you need to pray just because others are singing and you are miserable. Spend that time with the Lord and pray. Don't do something just because you feel obligated or embarrassed. Moving on, can telling others about God be done through music as the sole source of teaching? According to God's word, yes. Acts 16.25, 
tells us, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. That's fantastic. A private worship service among two people praying and singing, and it was a moment of spreading the word of God and not even inviting others around them. These were simply individuals who were hearing the service. Yet God used that time of music and prayer to affect these individuals in some way. Think about it. Paul and Silas held a complete church service in prison with prayer and music complete with the word of God being preached. And a slight segue. This brings us to a unique opportunity to see that corporate worship is not based on a particular gathering size as we just read. Matthew 18:20 makes this clear, where Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am with them. How awesome is that? Corporate worship with God present, presiding over that time, begins with two or three. Imagine, it doesn't take a village of people to have God in attendance. And we also see clearly that a community of faith can be a few to effectively impact the world for God. I am now going to shift our focus a bit on how this topic today ties into how Face Your Faith is going to be using music coming up to hopefully enhance your time of private one-on-one worship and praise to God. And I'm going to briefly introduce two remarkable musicians who have donated their time and incredible talent to face your faith to the glory of God. Along with musician, composer, and sound designer Mark Tichy of Apple Hill Studios, who has graciously composed and provided Face Your Faith with numerous superbly performed classical guitar hymns and our intro music, Dr. Guy Watley, my friend and internationally accomplished organist, pianist, and harpsichordist, has also very generously completed an extensive and spectacular recording of hymns for organ, exclusively for Face Your Faith. If you are not familiar with the pipe organ, also known as the king of instruments, or are familiar and cringe at the thought of such a dismal, morbid instrument that should have been banished a millennia ago, I strongly encourage you, okay, I beg you, to listen to just one hymn Guy performed in truly grand style and in a way you likely have never heard this instrument played before. Dr. Watley's career in music is vast, and he can be heard on Grammy-winning recordings and in concert halls around the world. He has spent a lifetime in music and is recognized as one of his generation's leading performers and teachers. In his own right, Mark Tichy is exceptionally accomplished and has also spent a lifetime in music, with his primary focus on composing and sound production. His work is vast and there's a good chance you may be unknowingly familiar with it. Mark has an extensive repertoire and clients to match, such as Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Samsung, Warner Brothers, Mars, Wrigley, and Pepsi. I sincerely thank Mark and Guy for their gift an incredible talent they are sharing with Face Your Faith and for their sincere encouragement to me. I would also like to extend my sincere gratitude to Joseph Cupper of Lighthouse Productions, who graciously gave of his time and talent as our recording engineer of the various pipe organs Dr. Watley performed for this hymn project. And with that, beginning Maundy Thursday, April 14th, Face Your Faith will begin including the guitar hymns of Mark along with the great organ hymns of Guy in various podcasts which will debut on our new YouTube channel. More details on that next week. In closing, and as we have seen in our study today of God's Word, music is a vital element of our worship to God. 
And so I would encourage you to extend your gratitude to Mark, Guy, and Joseph for their gifts and abilities that will hopefully encourage you. As Christians, it is our duty to encourage each other in all things good, especially those who generously give of their time and talent. We are now going to close in prayer, but I would ask that you keep listening for a few final remarks following the prayer as we conclude today's topic. Let's pray. Thank you, most gracious and awesome God. Thank you for your gift of music to us, that we may worship you through song and praise. You are so good to us in all things and in all ways. Guide us to a new understanding of what it looks like to really worship you, how to sing praise to your name through your word and to teach others. Teach us to be humble and keep our focus on you and you alone, and music that is wholly honoring to you. Guide us in your wisdom to proclaim your word to each other and to the world humbly, boldly, and unafraid in word and song and teaching. Thank you for your gift of Mark and Guy and Joseph through their talents that will hopefully be used to bring more honor and glory to your name as we sing praise to you. Guide and lead them as they continue to share your word through their talent. And we now ask all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have not done so, I encourage you to listen to the closing music at the end of each message. Some pieces will be used multiple times, but regardless of the familiarity, use that time to honor God, praise God, and use this music as another form of worship before you jump back into the rat race of your life. At the conclusion of today's topic, we will be getting a sneak preview from Guy Watley that I encourage you to listen to. And as Face Your Faith continues to look for more ways to expand our reach to the world, we can now be found on podnods.com. Podnods is an all-new podcast platform for discovering podcasts personalized especially for you. Best of all, when you sign up for podnods.com, you can continue to listen to Face Your Faith on your preferred podcast player. Face Your Faith is currently available on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcast channels. As always, if you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources. And now let's listen to Guy perform this dynamic improvisation of Rejoice, Ye Pure in Heart. <laughs> 